Good morning. Welcome to twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads. My name is Graham D. And I'm joined by the man that we call Bahubi. I'll read Pip. Very good morning to you, Graham. Finally, we can say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like first time in about a bajillion years. Nice. Yeah. Although I do need you to uh, scuttle a little to your right because you're not central in your frame, which is really annoying me. A bit, 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 touch more. Perfect. Oh, really, there we go. This nice. is really annoying because I'm not in the middle of the table. I'm like, I'm like half a foot away from where you usually sit. It's. I think it's because the the camera's just a little bit too far over. Yeah, yeah, the camera's usually like looking at both of us, kind of thing. From from the angle, you're smack bang in the middle of the screen, in the middle of the logo and everything. But because the camera's oh, offset, fucking hell, size of this moth. This is really bizarre. Okay, <laughs> I'm just not going to look at the table. Just ignore it. Just ignore it. It's fine. For everyone that's in the stream, welcome in. Obviously, we are live on twitch.tv forward slash plus, where we go live each and every single weekday at 10 a.m.-ish. It's 11.43, which is 10 a.m.-ish, so that's perfect. Don't even need to explain that anymore. Uh, if you are in the stream, you will have probably been sat in the countdown for a little bit longer than usual. Uh, because we were testing something. So if you can't jump in the streams, we want to make it so that you can, if you can jump in through other formats. So we were testing simulcasting to a Twitter space this morning so people could pick up the audio like live. You obviously don't get it on demand through Twitter. Um, but spaffing it out through there, which requires two mics and two setups. So basically we'd be using our phones on the side. But long story short, test wasn't successful so we'll come back to that on friday we're both going to be in the same space tomorrow so maybe we could do something i don't know we'll see we'll see we'll see but friday is probably when we'll come back to that uh so if you were sat waiting for the um scoop intro to start just after the countdown apologies for the extra mm -hmm. 30 seconds but i'm not really apologizing because we're doing stuff to make content better and more accessible for you guys yes. so i'm not apologizing at all 12 ed i'm looking at you uh, <laughs> good morrow though welcome in jmk was in nice and early as he always is as was lake Got the tag. Nice. Exclamation mark bait. Gaga, good actual morning. Not after morning, but actual morning. And silencer. Here he is. He was he he, he dropped into the uh, Twitter spaces instantly. You got all of the support from the Code Red Boys. Let's go, babies. Let's go. Um so yeah. Uh, we will, we will, we will tweak that as and when we can. Um, we so the gist of it is for anyone that really wants to know a bit, bit, bit tech information you didn't really know. I was using my AirPods, thinking, oh, I can just. Stick, uh, jo jump in, join the conversation. Jobs are good. Take my AirPods out, put them on the desk, and use them just as a microphone, not as an earpiece. But Apple, in their div infinite wisdom, goes, they're not in your ears. That means you've turned them off. That's not what I've done. That's not what I've done. So I, um, it then reverted back to loudspeaker and stuff. So I just, we just, we just killed it. We killed it. We'll come back to that in a few days. I mean, in, in a what few about days if you had the earphones in, you wouldn't need your headset on because you'd hear me anyway. But then I won't get any of the alerts and stuff on stream. I'd, ra uh, okay. I'd rather have the better interaction with the stream and not go to Twitter. I mean, balls to the people in the stream. Balls to them. Yeah, screw those guys. Irrelevant. Screw those guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, on Friday, I'll be able to use this instead. Uh, my video might go adapter. I just don't have the adapter. I left that in the office. And I'm in the office mm -hmm. tomorrow, so I can pick it up tomorrow. Jobs are good and nice, nice. Um, been out and done a big shot while I waited for the stream to start. Yeah, but you didn't eat any chocolate the other day, did you? So does that really count, mate? You ate one nubbin of chocolate and thought, oh, six point whatever million Scovilles. Yeah, if you work out how many Scovilles, inch by inch, you probably had 0.4 Scoville there and you still cried like a little baby. So <laughs> go, go, go back to the shops and get yourself another cup of milk. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Not you as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, you started it. You started it. You, you, start, you started the day with aggression. 
You, you bring violence, you get violence. Anyway, welcome in, everyone. How are we all doing? Um, as mentioned, we are live on Twitch. Uh, if you are in the stream, please do feel free to get involved. Over the next hour or so, we're going to bring you the biggest, the best, and breaking stories from the world of video games. We'll give you our thoughts and impressions. We want to hear your thoughts and impressions. Then your thoughts and impressions on our thoughts and impressions. That's kind of how the whole thing works. So please do feel free to get involved. And it's important that you do, because we may be live on Twitch, but the live stream is turned into a podcast, a video on YouTube, and an audio podcast on iTunes, and Spotify, and SoundCloud, and Google Play. There is lots of places where nearly 200,000 people have watched and listened to our podcast over the many, 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 many episodes that we've thrown out. So please do feel free to get involved. There has been a little bit of tinkering in the podcast side of things. Everything should be fine. You guys shouldn't notice it, but Bibi being the, the I'm going to say the big tech man, I'll, we'll call him the Bib tech man, Bib tech, <laughs> uh, has been making sure everything's good, making sure we're signed up. The podcast is hitting as many places as we can be. Um, so we, do you know what? We say this podcast has had about 200,000 listens. We've realized that our podcast is hitting more podcast services <laughs> than we even knew about. So we yeah. are probably on 7 million listeners, uh, listeners Absolutely. by now. So, so, yeah. so, so we have gone in and claimed them. Um, they're probably ones that aren't, we aren't going to start referencing, but it's what just ones that, because it's an RSS feed, it automatically goes on to certain websites because it's classed as a podcast, so they kind of just pull it from SoundCloud. Um, so again, that, that won't disrupt you guys in any way, shape, or form. Um, we have been looking at alternative solutions as well, which might give us better reach and be able to, uh, you know, enhance, magnify uh, this podcast. Um, that again, that won't affect anything that you guys listen to it on right now. Anyway, you if I press a button, you won't even know anything's changed. Um, so yeah, it's just more of the same. But yeah, it's it's great to know that we're in corners of the world that we never even knew about in the first place, which is a bit bizarre, really, considering we're the ones that are making the content. Number one video game podcast in downtown Georgia, we'll have you know. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Ohio State, let's go. <laughs> and at any other places in between as well. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, if you are on the stream, please do feel free to get involved because we're, we are aware of 200,000 people that have listened to this podcast. As we are now aware, there is a lot more. And we don't have stats for them, so we'll just call it half a million, and we'll we'll, we'll just break. Well, yeah, we'll call it. We're fine. Half a million people listen to this podcast. Let's go. Although to be fair, soon we will be at a quarter of a million listens on the podcast. We've just we've smashed a million views on Twitch. Mm -hmm. um, we're almost at a quarter of a million view uh, listens for the podcast, which is absolutely incredible stats wise. Mm -hmm. Quarter of a million people. The biggest football that you've ever been to. And times it by three, probably yeah. four or more, quite comfortably, uh, depending on what stadiums you've been to, obviously. With three and a half Old Traffords. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just or at a, least 25 Etihads. I had... I had a, ooh, ooh, he got there first. Ooh, good lad. I know. I just thought... It, just quick jabs, quick jabs, quick jabs. I mean, I was going to leave it. It's, it's too low-hanging fruit. I, I almost feel sorry for when other people throw out the empty ad stuff now because I was like, we've done that already. We've done that already. <laughs> oh. uh, but when a City fan does it, it still has a little bit of niceness to it. So let's go. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, if you are in the stream as well, do feel free to type exclamation mark Astro into the chat. You can get a link to buy some of that. Let's see that headset that Bibby's got on right there. Oosh. You can get 10... No. 10% off, yes, 10% off using our code. I was going to say 5%, but it used to be 5%, and then they, because we smashed the shit out of it, they put it up to 10. I mean, they could have mm -hmm. done that for everyone, but we'll just stick, we'll stick with that reasoning for it anyway. Um, if you do buy any headsets from Astro, um, any headset adapters, any extra microphones for headsets or whatever, um, we do get some revenue from that. So you are supporting the channel by buying direct from Astro. The same thing with GT Omega as well. If you, you want to buy yourself a new GT Omega chair, um, which I must say, I did add the uh, GT Omega cushion 
the headrest cushion onto my chair the other day and it feels better for my spine when I sit in it. Like for yeah. like because I've got the lumbar support and stuff in it now, it makes me properly I can sit back in the chair and and, and not feel like I'm a human crab, which is nice. <laughs> Let's go. Um so yeah, anyway, if you do want to buy anything for GT Mega, exclamation mark GT Mega, you'll get the code for that. Code I see you at checkout on both of those. Um actually no, ice cream on on astro i tell a lie we've got multiple codes it's ever i see you or ice cream you get the idea um today though we have a bunch of stories that all reaffirm that playstation is much better than eggbox why would you play with that horrendous green console oh i've got one just here and it's wonderful and it's beautiful but 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 Stinky. that doesn't that doesn't suit the narrative that we like to push on ice cream applause all the time so so we'll forget that we actually like the xbox and we'll just say it stinks uh, no, we do have a few PlayStation-focused stories. Let's jump into the split screen. Skadoosh. Here we are. Bibby is in the ICU studio. Oh, someone reminded me of that the other day. I was, was on, on stream on Saturday, and we were saying things like movie clips, and it was like, oh, what's that from? And then we finally figured out what it was from and so on. And I, I kept saying Skadoosh, and I was thinking, I'm pretty sure that's a film thing, but I'm not 100%. So I'm not going to ask people if they know in chat. I'm just going to keep it in my head because maybe it's just something that I've just started saying. I don't know. I think it's a film, but I'll, I'll just be stupid if it's not. If I go, what's Skadoosh? Yeah. And everyone goes, nah, <laughs> nah, that's just you, you weirdo. And I didn't even need to say it. Someone piped up in the chat and, and Skadoosh is from Kung Fu Panda. I was like, that's what it's from. <laughs> fucking Skadoosh with the, like, the little finger flick fucking. Yeah. I never would have got that. Yeah, never would I. It was just it, Jack Black baked him into my brain from a million years ago. And I'm the Skadoosh. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, we do have a bunch of stories today talking about PlayStation. Uh, Tom Ivan at VGC has the lead story saying that PlayStation State of Play returns this week with PlayStation, VR 2, uh, Suicide Squad reveals, and a bunch more. That's where we'll kick things off. And before we stop talking about PlayStation, we'll have a massive love-in because we'll then talk about PlayStation has 70% of the global market share of consoles, which just means it's badass compared to that. Ooh that other piece of cheese that I've got right there. That's actually really lovely, by the way, but that doesn't suit the narrative. Um, then we'll talk about PlayStation's Gran Turismo 7, as players are getting spooked by aggressive driving AI. Uh, you want you want to drive down the map? Yeah, that's fine. Fucking, it's, it's GT, not GTA. Goddamn. Uh, and then, you know, just to appease the Xbox players, we will, we will have a story at the end that says Xbox PC games are coming to NVIDIA GeForce now. So we'll finish off with a little bit of Bit of love for the green boys. It's all about a bit of blue. Bit of blue for the dads. Oh, blue. yeah. Dead right. Nice. So, PlayStation State of Play this week, Bib. Pretty exciting. Yes. Very exciting, in my opinion. I mean, uh, I'd, honestly, I wouldn't have called it. I mean, thinking about it in February, maybe, maybe we could have done. They usually have one around this sort of time. But, like, obviously, we've just had big releases and stuff recently. I, I, yeah. But then again, PSVR too, so I suppose it makes sense. If I'd have thought about it, maybe I'd have called it. But I didn't think about it, so I didn't call it. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's jump to the story. It says uh, that Tito is in the chat. Hi, Tito. Hi. Um, hey, Tito. What's the code, says 12. Sorry, I've just seen it, but I did tell you. Uh, Ice Cream is the Astro code. ICU is the GTMA code. Love you, 12. Um, do you know what? If you want... Oh, there you go. We use GTMA racing chairs. You can use that link for GTMA. Nice. On the site now, which one? Astro or GT? Both good. Both good. 
Um, PlayStation State of Play returns this week with PSVR 2 and Suicide Squad reveals the showcase will be held on Thursday and focus on third-party games. Um, Sony Interactive Entertainment has announced that it will hold a State of Play broadcast this week, says the main uh, body of the article. We continue and it says the event will focus on updates from Sony's third-party partners, including PSVR 2 reveals and an in-depth look at Rocksteady's uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Viewable on Twitch and YouTube YouTube. It will take place on Thursday, February 23rd at nice 9 p.m. GMT. None of that 11 p.m. stuff. Nice. 9 p.m. is much more accessible. Let's go. So 9 p.m. Thursday evening. That's obviously tomorrow, 9 p.m. UK mm-hmm. time. Uh, Quote, get ready for new looks at some anticipated games from our third-party partners, as well as a first glimpse at five PSVR 2 games set to arrive later this year, Sony said. Then, settle in for more than 15 minutes of all new gameplay details and updates on Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, the next game from Rocksteady Studios. Little burp, nice. And end quote, you didn't get it, it's fine, I saved you from it, you're welcome. According to the Japanese PlayStation blog... (laughs) You enjoy that, nice. Uh, the, the, The event will run for about 45 minutes. Just to point out that the normal state of play is around 25 minutes. So this is actually a bit chunky uh, and will feature 16 new titles coming to Sony platforms. Uh, PSVR uh, will launch on February 22nd today and is priced at 530 quid. Uh, for this, players get the PSVR 2 headset, the PSVR 2 Sense controllers and stereo headphones. We'll stop there. We don't need to talk about the Suicide Squad stuff just yet. We'll talk about within the actual article. But a state of play that's 45 minutes has a mammoth session on Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League and also five new titles coming to PSVR 2 later this year. Does that tickle your fancy bit? Thoughts? Kill the Justice League stuff, the Suicide Squad does, yeah. Um, I think that's going to be... I think that's going to be a banger of a game. Um, from what I've seen so far, it looks good. The PSVR 2 stuff, I think that's a re- I think that's a requirement. We've seen over the last week or so people getting their hands-on with PSVR 2. Um, and I think VGC give it four out of five in their review based on the fact that there isn't many games on there. The tech itself is, uh, from from what I've seen, what I've read, is phenomenal. It's a fantastic piece of VR uh, tech. However, there's no point in having a great platform if you haven't got good games to accompany it. And at this moment in time, it looks like we don't have the games there for PSVR 2. I don't know you're about. There's lots of games from the PSVR that people can play, right, babe? No, 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 there isn't. Unfortunately, not. It's not um, compatible. Oh, no. Exactly. Um, I think there is 14 launch games that are coming out. A couple might be worth your time, but it's that compared to what you've got with like the Oculus, uh, the Oculus 2, uh, the the Vive headset, the um, the Index, all of these VR headsets, it, it pales it, it, it. it it's not even comparable to the the play the first PlayStation VR headset in my opinion at this moment in time. But we're we're still in a launch window for this product. We have got a long twelve months ahead of us in terms of games that are going to be coming out for it. And I can imagine there's sorry, be... I just heard the words long twelve, and I just thought he was going to say head, but it's fine. I get you now. Continue. It's all right. I won't insult him <laughs> on the UK's number one video game podcast. Uh, I'll leave that for you. Bunk but up. yeah, it, <laughs> we've got some. We, we, I think I think we've got a good year ahead for PSVR, PSVR two, um, and I wait eagerly as to what games are going to be coming from that. I hope that we end up getting a marketplace like we like we have done with the Quest two. There's like loads of golf games on that now, um, which is essentially why I'd want it in the first place. Um, but yeah, I think we've got some some good games coming 
Yeah, my, my issue with that is... So we're sticking with the PSVR bit rather than jumping into the other bits. My issue is 12... No, I'm joking. Love you, 12. Uh, my issue is... I said that again just in case you didn't get me whispering. <laughs> with you 12. I don't know if it came through or not, you know. Microphones, the internet doesn't always kind of work how you want. Um, my issue is the 530 quid price tag. I did see that there was a few articles. Um, I think like you said, was it VGC 4 out of 5 kind of thing saying it's, it's mm-hmm. the catalogue that lets it down. And I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> if... If you are willing to be an early adopter, and this is the thing, VR has been around for generations now, um, but we're still in the phase where we need the early adopters to show its show its potential, to make it fly, to take it to the next level. The fact that we've got to a VR two means it has potential, but people are still dubious because people. How many people do you know that have a PlayStation? Or an Xbox. How many people do you know that have a VR setup? And the drop-off is monumental. As opposed to how many people do you know that have a... a, We'll call them home-based consoles. And how many people do you know that have a Nintendo Switch? A Nintendo Switch had a very dubious uh, response at launch. And I know it is a handheld playable console, which is different from a VR headset... But VR definitely has potential. I mean, you you look at the crossover markets. We've had 3D in cinemas, which had a novelty pop and then disappeared because people didn't know how to make content. Or people didn't embracing, embrace making proper 3D content. People made, oh, we'll make shit scary films that have blood splats on the camera. Ta-da! And that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, but people were interested. People were interested in VR. People have been interested in VR through fucking Trons and Nightmare TV programs and Ready Player One and stuff like that. There is definitely a massive interest there. We're probably not at the point where it's interest that is mainstream. Uh, We we might never get there, but, but I feel like it could do. I feel like we're probably still five to ten years of solid mainstream access before it becomes proper mainstream in in you need something tectonic that moves you into it like the fortnite suddenly became oh I have a fortnite plus animal crossing plus a pandemic equals gaming is actually really cool i mean it always was it always was but we did podcasts through lockdown saying it's funny how gaming is now so much more accessible it is setting the, the trend it's a social meeting space it's it's a political update forum it's a consumer first industry moving module as in like you know the epic versus apple and all that sort of stuff video games are doing so so much and i feel vr can be a part of that i definitely do but the issue is very simple 530 quid more than a ps5 costs so not only have you been hit with issues of getting a PS5, you then have to spend more than a PS5 for something that, one, you don't quite understand, two, you probably don't need, and three, there isn't enough games for. It's not going to happen, and it's a shame, Like because I, I'm, I'm very pro the idea of VR. If, if VR was accessible and there was a lot of games... I mean, you can't see it. I'm quite clever with my camera, uh, camera angles, like most streamers are. I have stuff on the floor here that you can't really see. I, I, I allow you to see... There, there, there he is. There's Tito. Nice. Nah, hi, Tito. <laughs> hi, Tito. I allow you to see Tito and, and things behind me, things that I want to put in, like my code red jersey and stuff like that. Um, but there's, there's still a lot of shit around in this room. Milo's bed's down there. That's not shit. I mean, it might as well be because he doesn't sleep in it, but still. <laughs> but still. Um, 
But I'd take all that stuff out. I'd get rid if, so I could stand in my room fucking wafting my arms around, smashing shit off my shelves or whatever, just so that I, I, I feel like, yeah, VR stuff. I'd love the idea of it. But I, w- I refuse to spend 530 quid to tinker with novelty products. And beyond Half-Life Alex, most of VR, and it's probably unfair to the medium, and I, and I, I will hold my hands up and say that, yeah, they, do you know what, this is unfair to the medium, because I don't doubt that there are tons of VR developers out there that are doing exceptional things that just aren't being noticed because it's too small, underinvested, underrepresented, and so on. But when it is represented, we get a half like Alex, and it's wonderful, but we don't really get anything else that, that moves the envelope that pushes the needle or any other uh, mm. cliche jargon that you want to throw in there. Love the idea of VR. I would I would love to see this and I hope it is successful and I hope PlayStation figure out a way to go, oh, by the way, yeah, it's 300 quid now, not 530 quid, which is where it should have been at, at its maximum anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah. Do you know what? I don't, I, I, in this country, in the UK, obviously where we're hosting this podcast, I don't actually think that is the price that concerns most people. I genuinely think it is just the room. Yeah. I think the, I think the room is the biggest problem. Like, unless you have a front room with really high ceilings and a lot of space in front of you, then you're probably not. But most houses in the UK are built by like Roland Barsley, maybe not anymore. I think they've gone under. Um, whatever home in barrett homes barrett homes yeah that's a that's a very very popular one but down the country i think Renault and uh, roland bars it might just be a northern thing but anyway um they're they're all built the same especially like where where i live you can tell what plot of land the developer had and who it was that built them because like all around my estate all the houses are exactly the same my mate's uh, mum and dad's house over the road built exactly the same just flipped because the houses are facing each other um Mike, his house is behind those. His is exactly the same, apart from the stairs is on the right rather than the left. So it's they're all built exactly the same. They're not that big. It's a three-bedroomed house, but in terms of the bedroom size, we've got a master bedroom, the box room, which is my studio, and then the other bedroom, which is Joseph's room. The front room isn't that big. Then you've got the kitchen next to that. You just There isn't that much room um, in the houses around Newton, shall we say, unless they've been built by... well say yourself but like a personal development where you're able to spec it out yourself and buy the land to be able to build yeah unless you've got a basement which runs the entire span of your house you're probably not going to have as much room as say in america where every single house has really high high roofs in the front room and extremely wide i mean they're probably not built out of brick which is why most of them end up falling down quite easily but um I mean, that sounds like a really shitty thing to say, but a lot of them aren't, are they? The, no, a lot of them like full wood are, structures and... and yeah, yeah, like they're yeah. fucking massive. They're cheap to build, but in terms of building a brick house, they're just not They're not comparable. Yeah, that's why you like you get buildings like... The, the, if you've ever seen Sherlock, they call it the brownstone because it's, it's a stone building. Uh, and it's like, oh, great. In, in Yorkshire, most of the buildings are built out of stone. I, yeah. I, I remember... Um, it was an Irish relative came over and was taking pictures of the houses, uh, just general houses, going, look, the entire street is made out of stone. And I was like, and? It's like, in our area, like, like stone was is reserved for, like, whereas 
didn't grow up in a particularly nice area. Let's put it that way. But having stone yeah. houses was just par for the course. It's like, oh, great, nice. Uh, but but that's the thing, though. I mean, that's, that is a cultural shift for the UK in general. You can see how like, a lot of the houses now, it's harder to tell which ones are the, the Barrett houses and, and which ones are built by hobbits, like Tito mm. says. I mean, they are built for hobbits most of the time because the, the ceilings are so low. And there's been all sorts of scientific studies that show that the UK has... Um, houses that are, that can damage mental health because as a person there is a calculation that requires how many square liters of space you need you need like eight meters squared of of space or whatever it's not that number um to to get away not only to have the, the space to, to flex but to be creative to put your own stuff in it to feel at home but also space to get away from other people and have some privacy and, and things like that and houses these days the roofs are low uh, other people are next door the walls are thin they can hear what you're doing you can yeah. fully express yourself and 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 that is just the uk in general unless you get in a victorian house or you're paying over the odds or building it yourself you're probably going to get something that's that's on an estate that's been maximized that will have 60 houses where 100 years ago there would have been 10 houses and 30 years ago there would have been 30 houses um it's, it's maximizing profits and so on, so on which so yeah i agree um i'm most, most no most new build houses have like plasterboard in the foot in in the in the like the front room for instance so when people are trying to mount a tv on the wall they have to use the wood brackets and get um what they're called it's like a it's like a laser that tells you where the support beams are behind yeah, the, the plasterboard for you to be able to mount it securely without obviously it falling off um but yeah it's like you say it's just maximizing profit at the expense of a house that's gonna last a while like houses that were built in like the early 50s 60s are still standing now and are exceptionally beautiful whereas I, the most more the modern builds now are just box houses aren't they like vanilla when i look at houses not that i'm particularly open for moving um I'm not not, but I'm, I'm not, I need to move house. Uh, but if I ever look at a house, it's usually a, a, a Victorian house. And I, growing up, I was always, I love the idea of that new car smell, but I want the new house smell. I want like appliances into the walls and this, that, and the other. But 30 years ago, that was a cool thing. Whereas now, 30 years later, it's the, the appliances are in the walls because then they're not on the floor, which means that we can save space, which means that we can give you a kitchen that's like this big. Uh, <laughs> and your cupboards are all built in the walls as well because we can save space and you can't have any more space for extra cupboards. And all oh, that loft, yeah, that doesn't exist really now. Or if it does, it's because that's the only storage you've got in the entire house. Basements, no, we don't consider that because we could do, but that's cost so, and, and all that sort of shit. So now if I'm thinking of houses that, I'm like, I'd love a Victorian house. Proper yeah. big high ceilings, bay windows, all that sort of shit. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Uh, my house was built in 1870 in the basement, but it's quite spacious. Lower ceiling, obviously, but not that low for a basement. Yeah, exactly. But you'll have like solid ass walls and shit like that. I mean, obviously, if it's if it's a basement building, you pro you don't tend to have that that level of solidness for above, unless it's like concrete, and then that way you've got some good. So our floors and ceilings are concrete, so we actually have really good noise disruption in this building. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, houses that were built Victorian times. Boom, 1870 to like 1920. That's that's the, the 50 year spread that if I could get a house, I want something in that because that's when people were just starting to flex. But it's not too old that it's falling to bits and it wasn't made without building standards, but it's not new, too new that it's shoebox. And it's not too new that I can actually play PSVR 2 in it. So let's go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> See that? Bring it back onto, onto the subject. Nice. We've gone away yeah. from writing the UK housing situation to talking back about video games. Um, so yeah. 
PSVR 2, though, they have tried to improve it. They're, they do give you the sense controllers. They've got rid of more wires. They've made it more accessible so you, you have less space needed. You don't have to just focus on one little laser thing on your TV, which needs you to be stood at the optimum distance away from it and so on. It can sense your hand movements and stuff through the actual thing itself. So you need less space. So they are making it more accessible. But for most people... Um, if you don't have access to a living room play setup, it's probably not going to be. If you've got it, like if you if you have a bedroom play setup, for most people, a bedroom play set, and I, I say most people because I realise having a full space to to play video games in and to stream in, like mm-hmm. like me and Bib have, most people don't necessarily have that. Bibby could stand up uh, like he did the other week, push a chair out the way, stand back, get himself full body shot in, and do some Guitar Hero. Not everyone has that access to space. So it is difficult for PSVR, and that comes back to the price. 530 quid for something that you can only really play in your living room for a large majority of people, um, which is then an inconvenience because you, your family, your kids, your partner, your parents, whatever it is, what they want to use that living room space to watch Love Island, Coronation Street, Match of the Day, whatever you, you're watching. Um so yeah, five hundred thirty quid for something that requires too much space, requires people to get out of the way, and doesn't have much games. The reasons for not getting it stack up more and more. So hope that's great for PlayStation, and I would love to get involved and help you promote your PlayStation, as would Bib, as would Ice Cream Uploads. But we won't be spending five hundred thirty quid, so we would need <laughs> uh, a PR kit, please. Thank you very much. We have we have the space in this studio. Don't forget about that. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what? If they want to make it a success. The first thing that they could do for the good of the people is drop the price. But if they can't do that, what they can do for the good of all of the people and not just me and Bibi is send a full VR kit to the ICU studio and we will create a green screened, like we've got a green screen section in the studio. It's right in front of Bibi. We do. We'll, we'll just, we'll stick it in there. We'll have some full green screen VR sessions and proper get <laughs> into the game. PlayStation, we can, we can make you make this a success. Nice. Nice. Okay. As well as that, there is 15 minutes of Suicide Squad within the State of Play showcase, which I'm actually quite, I'm I'm actually quite happy about because after um, the Justice, not not the Justice League game, what was the one that came out previously, the one with Nightwing and and so on, Gotham, Gotham Knights. Knights. That's it. After Gotham Knights being okay. Um, I was like, oh, this could be a bad period for Warner Brothers. And then look what's just happened with Hogwarts Legacy. Do you know what? Hogwarts Legacy is fucking incredible. I'm just going to say it now. I've tried to not speak about it too much because... I don't like. I'm not hiding the fact that I'm playing it, um, uh, because that's that's my decision. I know there's 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 a whole fucking re- uh, bunch of reasons why I probably could or should or or whatever. Um, so for se- selfishly, I'm playing the game, um, but but to balance that selfishness, I'm not giving it extra promotion around it because there's nothing. There's no reason to to share that on the stream. But now I do have a reason. Literally every night that I play that game, it impresses me with how deep it is, how much there is to do, and how good everything is within it. No spoilers, but what the bit that I did last night was a game on its own, and it is just a quirky bit that you can do on the side. And I was like, "Fuck, there's just so much to do. It's so great." Um, but anyway, rewinding back to the point, Gotham Knights, Warner Brothers. Mm, that's a bit tedious. Hogwarts Legacy. Okay, now that has absolutely smashed it. And then we get Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. I was I was thinking if Hogwarts Legacy, and it had a huge potential to be shit, let's be honest, Avalanche, 
what have they done at that scale? Nobody's done anything at that scale. So that's that question uh, squashed. Nobody's done anything like that with an IP that big, with an IP that, um, what's the word that we... we... Prestigious? Oh, no, controversial. That's the word I was looking oh. for. So um, so with an IP that prestigious and controversial, no, like it's easy for anyone to drop the ball on that, so especially if you're coming in with so much prestige, uh, let alone the controversy could drop off. Mm-hmm. That said, that means Warner Brothers are one for two. They've had... Uh, that's been harsh. Gotham Knights was was okay. I'm, I'm, it's not a fail. It's a 1.5 for two. They've not hit two home runs. They've, they've half hit one and they've nailed the other one. So, but if they didn't do that with Potter, if that fell off, then Suicide Squad killed the Justice League had a lot of heavy lifting to do. But Rocksteady have been proven to make some fucking amazing games. Um, it wasn't Rocksteady that made Gotham Knights either, was it? No, it was... Shit! I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said that. That's a bit harsh. Uh, I mean, I'd say it was, it was okay. I wouldn't have said that. But... <laughs> uh, Q-Lock was the developer. Oh, there you uh, go. It was published by Warner Brothers. So, yeah, don't know who they are. <laughs> but Rocksteady have the history of the Arkham games. So you kind of feel that... We could be two point five out of three here, which is not bad. So if we go, if we're just going on a uh, win, lose or draw, the first game was a draw, second game was a win. They could be they could, two out of three, even if this, this game's only okay. That's not a bad period for Warner Brothers. Two okay games and an absolute smash. Um, so I hope this is good. Fifteen minutes of all new gameplay details and updates, though, in a state of play. State of play is usually twenty five minutes along uh, alone. Yeah. This is fifteen minutes by itself. So. I hope it's good because that that smells like it's going to be good. You don't just get 15 minutes of a state of play if you don't have something to show. And Rocksteady have been working on this for a long time. So this could be fecking incredible. Do you know what? We could see Bibby creaming. Bibby is, I mean, he's not he's not sat in his room at the moment. He has a bat symbol where he is usually sat at mm-hmm. home. Um and yes, that's I do. that's for a reason. Uh so, 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 yeah, basically, you won't be able to see Bibby because for, for reasons that we can't explain in detail on Twitch, something will be propping out from underneath the desk and pushing his camera up at the ceiling, potentially, if this game is as good as it could be 15 minutes of, of uh, state of play time. And that's that's yeah. best we can hope for. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, we'll move ahead. If you're wondering why there is 15 minutes of... A third-party game within a PlayStation conference, it's pretty simple. There's two reasons. One of them is because PlayStation have probably gone, I'd like that as an exclusive. Here's a chunk of cash, and we'll give you promotion. Um, and the other reason is that Rocksteady slash Warner Brothers are going, okay, we'll take a, a, a chunk of cash plus promotion. Yes, please. But also the fact that it's not just any chunk of cash and promotion. It is a chunk of cash and promotion from a brand that has a 70% share of the global console market. Uh, That is PlayStation has a 70% share versus Xbox's 30%. And that is a claim from Microsoft itself. Um, It also says it's still hopeful of reaching a Call of Duty deal with Sony should it buy Activision. So let's jump into the article. It says Microsoft has presented research suggesting that Sony's PlayStation has a 70% share of the global console market versus Xbox's 30%. Which means it's actually worse than I thought it was for Xbox in that sense. Worse is is a probably a charged word, but I thought it was more like 
it was it was two to one, um, but then I thought maybe it's gotten to a, a sixty forty recently. No, it's it's more than two to one if this is to be, to be believed. Anyway, company president Brad Smith uh, made the claim during a press conference on Tuesday after Microsoft presented arguments for why its proposed acquisition of Activism Blizzard should be approved at a European Commission hearing. Think about the market in Europe. It is a market where Sony has an 80% share, he said. Globally, it's about 70-30. In Japan, it's 96% to 4%. Um, these numbers have been remarkably steady for two decades. Even last year, when there were issues with Sony's supply chain, they came back strong. Uh, Smith, who said PlayStation outsold Xbox by 69 to 31 towards the end of 2022, seemingly didn't provide figures for Microsoft's biggest market, the United States. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> Today's hearing, uh, Tuesday's hearing allowed Microsoft to address the statement of objections it recently received from the EU warning about the possible anti-competitive effects of the 69 nice, billion dollar <laughs> deal to acquire Activision Blizzard. Uh, coinciding with the hearing, Microsoft announced that it signed a binding 10-year legal agreement to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo platforms. The company also announced a 10-year partnership with NVIDIA to bring its Xbox games to PC, which we'll talk about in just a second. Uh, and the deal will include Activision Blizzard game, uh, games like Call of Duty should Microsoft's bid to acquire the World of Warcraft publisher be approved by regulators. Um, obviously, it offered that stuff to Sony and all the rest, but we don't need to go back over that. We've already spoken about that previously. But Microsoft themselves have said PlayStation across the globe, on average, has a 70% share of the global console market. They only have 30%. Thoughts, Bib? I thought it was a lot closer than that. I do believe that PlayStation are probably out in front, but I feel like Microsoft are obviously just again portfolio work stuff that we that we talked about yesterday i don't believe it's 70 percent. i do believe that they are in front i think it's just a few a bit of smoke and mirrors again though like uh, even if even if play uh, even it's switch them around if xbox said that there was 70 percent um in front and playstation was 30 30 percent behind who would that benefit because they never talk about the numbers in the first place unless they have something to gain. So, yeah, again, I think it's just portfolio work. Uh, you're never going to hear about the losses. You're always going to hear about the successes. And they are trying their best to try and push through as much as they can. I'm surprised that they didn't mention uh, the acquisition that, them, that we talked about yesterday. Um, something Moon. It's already gone out of my head. I want to say Banana Moon. Oh, but yeah, it's not Banana Moon. Ballistic Moon. <laughs> um, I'm surprised that they didn't try and chuck that in there as well but yeah it's I think they're just literally trying to ramp up towards the court case now and they're just trying to throw out as much nonsense as they can because let's be honest where are the stats to try and back this up because that seems like a, that seems like an excessive number uh, Enzo just pointed out that I'm using a demo version of that font I have been using this demo version of this font ever since our designer said this is the font that you need get it when you come in the office kind of thing it's like okay nice um, and two we years since no no <laughs> two years later i'm still still just using do you know what? fuck it the demo font's in it's fine as long as i don't use my percentage and and i think pound maybe works there's a few symbols that whatever so yeah yeah um we do we do have the rights to, to be using the font um i just i mean uh what's the word incompetent there we go yeah i don't i don't actually remember to go pick it up so, so yeah <laughs> But yes, it's it's not the first time and probably won't be the last time that demo font, uh, demo version gets shown up on the screen. But it's fine, it's fine. Um, it's fine. 
So yeah, 70% PS5 wins. Xbox losers. <laughs> says, my name's Enzo. If you can't win, buy your way to victory, says Xbox. Exactly that. No, this is a, this is an interesting one. Because Xbox, as Bibi said, don't talk stats. They don't talk numbers. They leave the numbers off the agenda until it suits them to bring it onto the agenda. That's business PR 101. Let's talk about what we want to talk about that suits what we want. It's it's pivots if you're a, a politician. I want to talk to you about something serious about the economy. I know you want to talk about the economy, and the economy is fueled by eggs. Eggs are what we've been working on, and we like to talk about eggs, which is why we're here to talk to you more in detail about the... the it's like, we're not talking about eggs. We want to talk about the fucking economy. Are you West? Sell down, mate. Uh, no, it's not West. No, it's not. It's not. Fucking not. Um... So, yeah, I don't like Xbox talking about stats when it when it matters for them. Uh, talk about stats all the time. That's great. Don't talk about stats when it suits you. And definitely do not talk about stats when you throw in the fact that PlayStation, a Japanese brand, has 96% of the Japanese market, but then completely ignore the fact that Xbox, an American brand, has a, has, a, has a percentage of a market that will not be mentioned. Okay, well, that's great. Yeah, so you mentioned where it's 80% in Europe, and you mentioned that it's 96%. Um, what time frames are we looking at as well? Because he was saying PlayStation had a period where they were down but came back strong. That's a whole, that's a whole conversation that can be picked apart in itself. Mm-hmm. Look at Microsoft's market share over the last five years. If you're looking at the number of sales over one year... In a period where there is a chip shortage so that people can't get uh, hardware, so therefore um, we do have people stocking up supplies of PS5s just to scalp the shit out of people. So that that means that PlayStation has an artificially inflated number of sales going through. Xbox, having them consistently available, is actually has, has actually been a negative for them because people don't see it as much of a luxury, desire, desirable product that needs to be picked up right now. I, same. I got my PlayStation early. Uh, my Xbox I got for Christmas because I could wait for it. I didn't need it because I knew it would always be there. And a lot of people have had the similar sort of thing. So scarcity of products meant that PlayStation have been able to to sell everything. They have a 100% sell-through rate, or they have until recently. I think it might now have some SKUs on shelves and stuff like that, but... But 100% sell-through rate is not a PlayStation thing. That is a broken market thing. And if we're just looking at sales in that time frame, then naturally PlayStation is going to have an 80% market share because it's selling everything. Um, then we have the whole pandemic period as well, where sales and stuff have, have, have gone up. PlayStation um, having different versions of consoles, digital, blah, 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 blah. there's all that sort of stuff. Xbox, I would like to see what their sales have, have done over the last five years because they have two price points. They've got the S lower, X higher, plus the best deal in gaming, in Game Pass. They keep mm-hmm. telling us about their smashing it with their numbers of subscribers. You can't increase the number of subscribers without increasing the number of players. And you can't increase the number of players without increasing the number of systems sold. So they must be incre- increasing their system. How are they selling more but still being behind? Not everyone that buys an Xbox suddenly buys a PlayStation as well. Uh, so... Stats are interesting, are good. And if we want to be dicks and talk about uh, like narratives and so on, yeah, PlayStation is the better brand. <laughs> but really, they don't. Th- this doesn't say anything. This shows me what someone shows 
they want the stats to say. That's not what they're actually saying. If you're not giving me the full stats, fully clear all the time, or even a full sample across the same period of time across the entire global market, you're not really telling me anything. You're telling me a part of a story. It's a fabrication, and I don't like it. So fuck off, mate. So too I tell yeah. Um, yeah, we don't talk numbers unless we can use them to sue Sony for having an unfair market share. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Microsoft has more money than God. They can buy everything. They can. They genuinely can. Um, not anyone can throw $69 billion down. Sony probably can. And we've said this before. PlayStation is a bigger brand than Xbox. Fact. It is. Fact. In terms of number of users, in terms of console sales, in terms of history, in terms of time played or whatever, there's multiple There's multiple arguments that you can point for that. Not saying that it's a better brand. It's a bigger brand. Uh, PlayStation mm. is bigger than Xbox. But then you flip that round to the parents. Sony is an urchin compared to Microsoft. Sony is huge compared to most companies, but not compared to your Apples, your Teslas, uh, and uh, your Microsofts, your Googles, and things like that. There's, there's few brands at that level, and Microsoft is there. So, yeah, Microsoft have more money and market share than anyone and anything ever, and they have more successful experience monopolizing markets than any other brand in the world. Uh, so... It's it's quite funny that they're going, ah, someone sells more than us. This is really bad. <laughs> but I still like your Xbox. Uh, yeah, I don't remember so, uh, Sony suing Xbox when the PS3 was in the bin and Xbox was super on top. Interesting. Exactly. PS3, like we, we spoke about just yesterday, it was a crap generation for PlayStation. Just because you had success in the last generation doesn't mean you get success in the next one. The PS2 yeah. is the most successful generation of all time. The PS3... I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway, is the least successful PlayStation generation of all time. So you can't go from having your best to your worst mm -hmm. and just guarantee success. You can fail in this market by having poor product, by having poor marketing, by having poor messaging, by not engaging with your users. And PlayStation, admittedly for me, are selling better in the PS5 market than the PS4, but the PS4 was a better, a, a better concept for the players. Now, we keep joking, it's for the payers. Things are a bit more yeah. expensive. Things don't work quite as well as they do on the Xbox and so on. And Xbox mm -hmm. will bring that back over time. The issue is Xbox shot themselves in the foot with their... They went for the payers with, with the switch to the um, uh, Xbox 360... Uh, from Xbox 360 to Xbox One. They hurt themselves more than PlayStation hurt them. And PlayStation just haven't tripped themselves up. That will be the biggest thing. PlayStation has a 70% share of the global console market, according to Xbox. If they do, the, the biggest thing to impact that will be PlayStation. When you're that big, it's that whole um, be the hero for... Uh, live as the hero for so long that, that you turn into the bad guy kind of quote from Batman. I butchered it. I know it's not like that, but you get what, what I'm saying. <laughs> PlayStation... Live long uh, enough to be the villain. Yeah, exactly. Xbox did that. They lived long enough to be the villain because they they were for the payers. They, they having the DRM and stuff that we take for granted now, um, they did that too soon. And PlayStation haven't done anything bad but they're not just doing anything good and that has that is a subtle but very clear difference if you do stuff that's bad and take away from people people don't like that if you do stuff that's good and give to people people do like that but if you don't do the stuff that's good quickly people don't mind that as much mm -hmm. they'll 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 let that go so playstation being a bit slow on the uptake it's it's, it's a bit shit but it's fine it's, it's they haven't done anything bad yet and that's the difference whereas Xbox realized, okay, well, we could just do stuff that's good for the for the for the users, or we could just buy Fucking stuff that other people moth. have done. Fucking hell, size of this moth. 
Yeah. So ra- rather than doing st- stuff that's good for the players, they're going to do stuff that other people have done that's good for the players and just buy that and use it as their own for $69 billion. Nice. Um, PlayStation has 70% of what metric? Uh, movies streamed on console because they own movies, studios, and streaming services. But in games, I'd say it's closer uh, than a, a 30, 70 share. I mean, that's it. I mean, you'd say it's closer based on what? I mean, h- how do you know? Is that based on your own experience of what games that you play or you see other people playing? I, I would say PlayStation would sell more because because the games that I'm interested in that are streamed more, that have more mm. active users and stuff like that, um, are much bigger. But but then again, Xbox has Game Pass and has a much bigger library of user, uh, games that are readily accessible at no additional cost. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh but yeah, anyway. Uh, remember, Game Pass is on PC, so they use those uh, to fudge the numbers. Or not, as the case may be. We, we don't include them now because we're talking about console. It's the console market share. Uh, damn phone, uh, work phone calls. Keep having to mute the stream. It's all right, just keep us on in the background. Just tell us who you're talking to and we'll chat them out. You all right, Sandra? How are you doing, love? <laughs> Thanks, <I'll>, Sandra. <laughs> uh, it sounds like in a video graph. They show the bars, but don't say what it's against. Exactly. Yeah, look at, look at the success. We have a line and it's green and it points upwards, which we all know means good things, right? Right, nice. Right. Sony had to eat some mega humble pie and didn't sue anyone. They learned, but Microsoft wants to complain, shows you the ethics of the company. I think it's because Microsoft have never had a fight like this before. Microsoft, like how many companies did you see killed over the years? Like, I mean, it, it should have died anyway, but Flash websites and Flash graphics and Flash games and stuff. I mean, they were, they were fucking wonderful for 13-year-old Graham. But yeah. from a development perspective, they were shit. They were shit. There's, there's no way that they could be read. They're not SEO-friendly, none of that sort of stuff. HTML5 and beyond was so much better. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it needed to go. But Microsoft saw Flash and was like, oh, we'll, we'll make Microsoft Silverlight. Yeah. Then you get things like the real player. Okay, we'll make all of the real player things, but in Windows Media Player. Yeah. Okay, you've got Chrome and Firefox. Okay, we'll make... I don't know. We'll drag out Internet Explorer for 10 years and then we'll bring out Edge. <laughs> Probably not the most reactive on that one, but the, the idea was still there. They keep trying to kill companies by copying, assimilating, mm-hmm. and if not buying, uh, copy, yeah, blatant, blatant doppelgangers. That, that, that's their sort of And they can't do that with this. They can't doppelganger PlayStation and they can't buy PlayStation. So what they're trying to do is suffocate playstation by starving it of content by owning the content that it needs by cutting off its its trade routes i.e call of duty and shout out to edge by the way edge is actually a really good browser nowadays it's it's got a lot less bloatware uh than the likes of chrome which just seems to take all of your ram but shout out to edge man i mean i actually use it quite frequently now i just want to point out that it needs to stop being so aggressive i open it up and it goes, hi, you've been looking at this for two seconds. Do you want to use Bing as your default search engine? Can we be your default browser? Would you like to use the latest? Uh, fuck off, Bing. Uh, fucking Bing. Uh, Edge. I mean, goddamn. I mean, yeah. ironic that, that, that Edge's theme tune says, you think you know me. I mean, this is like, please get to know me. <laughs> please get to know me. Please. I mean, I would do. I would do if you weren't so posh yet. And I, I, I do change browsers. I, I mean, I was, a, I was an Internet Explorer guy like most kids were and then did the, the Firefox switch. And then when Firefox got a bit bloated, jumped over to Chrome because it was doing wonderful things and had more developer add-ons and so on. And, and working in the web space, it was great. But yeah, Edge has my attention. And, and 
soon, maybe, but not if Microsoft keeps Microsofting. It's Microsoft stuff. No, yes. stop it. No. And I don't want you to Microsoft the Xbox, so please, please don't buy everything because uh, Microsoft have had this fight for years. The Zune, Microsoft mobile phone, Silverlight, Xbox with the red ring. They've been owned in all those markets. Exactly. Like, I mean, I know there's like a, um, there's, there's, there's websites for, for like both Google and Microsoft. And it's like, it's like, uh, Microsoft killed or programs that Microsoft killed or whatever. And, and you can see all of the different things that, that Microsoft has had a part in killing. Likewise, you can see all of the different things that Google has made, like the Google Glass spectacles and things like that and, and Google G Plus and, and Hangouts. I mean, I think that kind of still exists as their meeting software now, but you get the idea. Um, that's the downside of Microsoft recently. They don't innovate. Uh, they imitate. The last big, uh, big thing they tried was Metro for Windows 8, which was terrible, terrible terrible we still have a laptop in the house that has the uh the arse end of that and that is a oh fuck everything's broken and daniel needs a work laptop let's whip out the bad boy and you actually you, you actually throw a few pieces of coal in the back and <laughs> and like heat up a hot water bottle and stuff just so that metro and windows 8 can like come back to yes horrible it's horrible uh anyway we'll put a pin in that we'll move ahead not too far though sticking kind of with playstation and uh a completely different angle, if we're being honest. This one is from Lu Hai Liang at the Gamer. It says, Gran Turismo 7 players are getting spooked by the AI's aggressive driving style. Sophie AI can be scarily good and is using some racing techniques that can be uh, can that can be as educative as they can be frustrating to play against. So when Gran Turismo 7 launched, players and critics were impressed by the visuals, the driving physics, and the handling, especially on the PS5 with the capabilities of the Dual Sense. But it is with regular updates uh, that have graced the game since launch that has arguably made the title come into its own. The recent 1.29 update is one of the biggest yet, adding PSVR 2's functionality, a new track, five new cars, and racing against the superhuman AI known as Gran Turismo Sofe. Um, it is this AI that is currently generating some intriguing feedback amongst GT7 players. Sophie was introduced about a year ago and came with some fanfare. A product of Sony's AI division and Polyphony Digital, Sophie has been featured in science journals such as Nature and has been shown to be a seriously impressive driver, beating out top Gran Turismo esports competitors. And now, for a limited time, GT7 players everywhere can have a go at competing against the AI, and it's throwing up very interesting races. Um, I'll leave this playing in the middle of the screen, by the way, uh, as I'm uh, reading this article. So over on the Gran Turismo subreddit, multiple posts regarding Sophie has been watched, studied and commented on. The titles of these threads include Sophie is quite intense to uh, the self self. How do I, what is that, effing, effacings? I don't know what that word is, self-effacing. Um, quote, how I feel after 30 minutes playing 1v1 against Sophie. And the incredulous Quote, Sophie is insane. She drifts the same way each time to be efficient. Uh, one user was impressed with the aggressive and intense driving of Sophie, but they also impressed others with their superb driving skills, managing to keep Sophie at bay. Watch for yourself below. There you go. I'll try to keep it in shot for as long as possible. I'll get rid of this advert in the bottom corner. The fuck off. Uh, players have noticed that Sophie will attack relentlessly, can be highly aggressive, and uses certain manoeuvres and racing lines that can be as educative as they can be to frustrate, uh, frustrating to race against. This is not the first time that players have taken note of the latter point, with esports competitors having remarked that Sophie can take racing lines very different to the ones that they use. 
Uh, GT Sophie could be a good tool for those looking to seriously improve their racing times if we observe her driving and on replays. Quote, seriously, I can imagine this being excellent. With you being able to tune it so it's just faster than you, allowing you to learn where to be quick while adapting as you get quicker, one user remarked. It is intriguing to watch Sophie's braking times and the way she turns into corners, although it can be tough to emulate. Um... Some feel Sophie is simply too good and hope that AI can have a more adaptive difficulty in the future and one that scales to players' performances. Now, that would be another innovation. Do you know what? We'll stop there. We'll stop there. We get the idea. Basically, and to absolutely no one's surprise, a video game can play itself better than you can play it. Oh, my God. But it is pretty cool, the fact that that this can be a tool for pushing the levels of esports. Is it is it showing you how to be a good driver? Is it showing you how to play the game? Or is it showing you how to play the game? Is it showing you how where the exploits are? Like some of that I was talking about drivers using pristine racing lines and this is taking them differently. Is that because that's a that's a more unique uh and new way to drive? Or is that just the way it works in their system? Lots of ways that it could be crumbled, but what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the idea of this because there's been a lot of esports games that with adaptive AI doesn't necessarily fit the bill. Like you could play Pez or FIFA on the top difficulty and just still manage to win three or four nil. Like I don't genuinely think that the that the PC is as good. That's why when we did Masters of the League, for instance, I put gameplay patches in there to try and make the the AI that we would be playing against a little bit smarter because once you know how to play against them despite what team it is that you're going to be coming up against it's very easy to say i'll say it's in air quotes exploit it's not you just know what's going to happen it's it's like a boss pattern in elden ring or dark souls you you get to know what their special moves are you get to know what their attack types are their attack speed once you know that it's fairly easy but with stuff like this where they're trying to make the ai more intelligent to what you're doing that can try to replicate playing against someone a lot better like i think this is a good thing i don't know how intelligent it's going to be because eventually you're probably going to learn how they play their unless they constantly try to come up against whatever you're doing so for instance your your driving line like it mentioned there if you're going straight but you know there's a corner like a hard left coming on it knows how far usually you're going to start to break because it's read what you used to what you usually do and it's learned that behavior and then try to i don't know undercut you overtake you in certain instances that would be amazing because eventually you might go Right, then they might know what I'm going to do here. I'm going to go right. Like goalkeepers, for instance, they know in a penalty shootout usually where their top, where the opponent's top five penalty takers are usually going to go. Like Frank Lampard always used to go the goalkeeper's bottom right, Frank Lampard's bottom left. A lot of goalkeepers knew that, so he might do it two or three times in matches and then think, actually, they probably realise I'm going to go there again. I'll put it top left instead. Do you know what I mean? So it's just trying to change it up a little bit to see whether or not that AI adapts to that. I think this is definitely a step in the right direction, especially if you want to learn how to practice and you want to get better. It will make playing against AI a lot more enjoyable because there's nothing worse than terrible, terrible AI, which is in most games nowadays. If you want to play a sports game, that's why most people play online because they actually want to play against somebody else who might want to second guess what their next play is going to be rather than putting the ball across the floor. They might chip the goalkeeper instead. Do you know what I mean? Um, So yeah, I I think this is definitely a step in the right direction. They've clearly gone to a lot of tech and a lot of... um, 
what's the word that like research and development into what player players usually have like they might have taken like a survey of a thousand people and then tried to you know mimic some of those play styles to try and merge it into one i'm not too sure i don't know how they've managed to get to this point but either way i'm excited about what the future of cpu ai is going to be like me too me too um i mean driving games are probably and this is probably some driving aficionado is going to come in and shoot me down now. But <laughs> but from my perspective, driving games are easier to program an AI for because you have a track that you have to progress through and your variables are therefore on rails to an extent. Yeah. It's a width of a track. Uh, yeah, exactly. So how you hit that corner comes down to basic physics. Like it, if you're coming at it from a slightly different angle, you need to reduce speed and add more turn. If you're coming from a different angle, you reduce the spurn and you give, uh, turn, you, and you can slam on more speed and go flying through it kind of thing. Um, so it comes down to raw physics, whereas in something like, I mean, okay, fine. Well, let's get that buzzer hit, as I mentioned, PUBG. In something like PUBG, terrible AI because it's not just... Okay, I, I just need to stay alive until the game's finished. It's I need to stay alive and I need to get out of this area that I'm in because the area that's safe that will keep me alive is somewhere else. Plus, there is other people around me. Uh, mm -hmm. So I know that if I push this way, I will fight those people. If I push that way, I will fight those people. But PUBG's AI, I mean, it doesn't do any of that. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. It is terrible. Um, but it, it would need to consider all of that sort of stuff. There are so many variables that the AI needs to be in depth. But seeing PlayStation's AI division doing stuff that is better than it has done and being able to be useful to the point where it can train the best humans, mm -hmm. that is great. I do I, I do have issues with it, though. like you mentioned there, the fact that, that you don't want the AI doing the same thing over and over again. Um, and it's good to have that human error element when you play against other people. The, the downside with playing with other people is that you get shithouses that... that, that yeah. exploit and, and so on if, swings and roundabouts but if this Sophie AI does stuff cool and and she she nails the corners but she takes a tight turn and goes out wide afterwards or she takes a wide turn and then comes through on the inside or whatever that's great but the only bit that caused me a bit of concern is that it hits the corners in the same way every time that doesn't sound like a good thing to me. That sounds like it. I know where my perfect racing line is for for my inertia, for my speed, for the weight of my car, for how much I need to fly out of the next corner at what angle. So I am a computer program that has an invisible line that has, has all of the matrix numbers that I can see, and I know that's where I need to do it. If it just hits the same thing over and over again, then we just get back to the PS2 goalkeepers that know that, well, okay, I'm always going to go near post. Great. Nice. <laughs> Don't want that. So... Good, yes, but if it's just a higher level predictable thing, then no, I'm not that bothered. So, but it sounds good. It does sound good. Um, uh, survey one thousand people just reminds me of Le uh, Les Dennis from Family Fortunes. Yeah, and our survey said, maybe they should make a drive like a woman. Sexism coming. Ooh, ooh, or me. You know, swings and roundabouts. You know, it is what it is. Uh, okay, final article then. So Gran Turismo players are getting spooked by aggressive AI. But that's fine. You don't have to play Gran Turismo. If you've got an Xbox, you can play other games. And now, you'll be able to play those games on PC. I say now, like it's only just happened. It's been a thing for a while. But, you know, there's, there's more ways to play. Um, Neville Lahiru at Game Rant says, Xbox PC games are coming to NVIDIA GeForce now. So hours after its Nintendo partnership, Microsoft announces a 10-year agreement with NVIDIA to bring Xbox PC games to the platform. 
So Microsoft has announced that it's bringing the Xbox library of PC games to NVIDIA's GeForce Now platform. The announcement comes, uh, comes amid scrutiny of Microsoft spending $69 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard from regulators like the US's FTC and the UK's CMA. Uh, with growing worries about the tech giant's uh, potential monopolistic hold over gaming, Microsoft has been increasingly looking to garner support from industry players and its NVIDIA partnership may be the latest effort on that front. The Activision deal has been regularly taking the spotlight as regulators uh, continue to voice concerns over the potential implications of the acquisition. Though it's not merely regulatory bodies, nearly half of Xbox rivals are reportedly concerned with the Activision purchase. A big reason for this opposition is the fact that the acquisition would give Xbox exclusive rights to Call of Duty, Overwatch, Candy Crush, and a host of other massive franchises. Uh, this, mean, uh, this could mean Microsoft may potentially exercise its control over these IPs, particularly via its Xbox Game Pass and cloud gaming services. Now the partnership with NVIDIA is likely part of the Xbox makers counter to these concerns. Um, according to the agreement, Microsoft will bring Xbox a slew of PC games to NVIDIA's GeForce Now service under a 10-year partnership with the company. The announcement claims that under the agreement, players can stream PC games bought on the Windows Store along with third-party titles that ship with streaming rights to NVIDIA. Xbox PC games available in third-party stores uh, like the Epic Game Store and Steam can also be streamed on GeForce Now. It's worth noting that games would still need to be purchased before becoming available on GeForce Now as the deal only specifies streaming rights. Um... Okay, we'll stop there. We don't need to go through the bit. A quick scan. It just covers stuff that we've gone over before. What? Xbox games are on PC through GeForce Now. Is this a great deal to make Xbox more accessible? Or is this a little bit more pantomime? Is this Xbox showing that it works well with other people and they will put their games on other platforms and it's great and all that stuff? Despite the fact that games still need to be purchased through Microsoft so they still get the full buy-through and all that sort of stuff is it is it smoke and mirrors thoughts bit um i'm not sure i think it's a bit of both like obviously microsoft will want the full money from you there isn't going to be there isn't going to be uh an easy way for you to be able to get around that but obviously you pay a subscription for geforce now anyway unless you're playing the free version which i think cuts off after about 60 minutes um so, yeah, I think this is just another portfolio work. Look, we can work with other people. But at the same time, if this is something that you are going to be using quite often, then it comes down to your personal preference as to however you want to be able to play these games. So I think it's a good thing. But again, more ways to be able to enjoy video games is not a bad thing at all. Um, I'm just... My biggest question is, who is this aimed at? Yeah. Because you can play you can play uh, Game Pass games. I think I, I don't know if it's still called XCloud when 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 you're starting to stream stuff. I'm not too sure, but you can stream Game Pass games already through a separate app. I don't know if it's just you can't play your library game. It's just Xbox Xbox, uh, Xbox Game Pass games. So yeah, I mean that that is that is the biggest question I've got. Who is this aimed at? And I'd love to know the uptake on this. Xbox Cloud Gaming is the name for it now, by the way. So it's just okay. Xbox, but then Cloud Gaming. Um, so, yeah, they've ditched the X Cloud to get rid of the confusion and just call it Cloud Gaming on Xbox. Xbox, yeah, you get the idea. <laughs> it's same, 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 same. Um, but, yeah, you can play games on your PC. Okay, well, I can do that anyway with my Xbox subscription. Yeah, but you can play games in the cloud. Okay, but I can do that 
with my cloud subscription, my Xbox subscription. So, so what? Yeah. Why? What? Why? Why? What? <laughs> it isn't. It is a weird one. It's like, look, we are working with other people. We we do have friends, and we are working with Nvidia GeForce now, and they can play our yeah. games and stuff too. But for the majority, it it's it's a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. Oh, I need I need these games on the go. If that was PlayStation, fair enough. You can't play your PlayStation games on PC. You can only play some. But if you can do it through GeForce now, job's good. Um, or you can't play your PlayStation games on the go because the PlayStation Remote Play stuff is shit. Um, yeah. Okay, well, I'll go through GeForce now. Job's good. Bow. Uh, but Microsoft has both of those things. Microsoft owns PC, pretty much. I know that's a <laughs> mega statement, but yeah. Um Microsoft has the best cloud gaming offering in the world, probably. Um, <laughs> so, so it just it, it is a bit bizarre. Also, ten-year deal. I mean, we are in an early infant stage of cloud gaming. So we've got GeForce now. We've got Xbox Cloud Gaming. Then there's the Logitech Cloud device as well, offering through Game Pass and stuff like that, and so on. There are a few different players. Then there's the Razer thing. Uh, there's probably some Valve Shieldy thing still. Probably, I mean, obviously, then you've got Steam Deck and stuff like that, which offers you remote play into your. So that market has changed massively in two years, and will change hugely again in two years. Let alone four lots of two on the end of that. So a ten-year deal with GeForce now, when it's it's very likely that GeForce have gone. Oh, that was a great time, but we're pulling the plug, like Stadia did. Um, so it just sounds like lip service. Oh, we've given Nintendo our games. Um, oh, we're giving GeForce now our games. Look at how we share with other people. Look, look at all this proof that we will definitely share Call of Duty with everyone at the best rates possible because that's what we do. Is it though? Is it though? Is it though? So, Q Gamer, thank you very much for that raid. Welcome into the stream. How are you doing today? Uh, speaking of welcome into the stream, Lotus, welcome into the stream. How was the games? I uh, stopped watching because, and frankly, I'm disappointed. No, we just started the streaming, so, you know, that's what it is. I wasn't disappointed <laughs> at all. Uh, that dude on the roof, though, that you threw, like, a bajillion nades on, absolutely Call of Duty flak jacket perks on. That guy just was not dying, was it? Reduced explosive damage. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, what we're talking about is is Xbox get, uh, PC games coming to NVIDIA GeForce Now. They've signed a partnership. It will last 10 years, and NVIDIA GeForce Now will be able to play all of the Xbox PC games through it, which just is a bit of a weird one because it seems like, it seems like that's a solution that doesn't need to be saluted. <laughs> I know that's not a word. It's fine. Um... <laughs> saluted yeah so okay nice great not really bothered because i've got an xbox and i've got a pc so i can play them anyway all right and i've got an xbox subscription which gives me cloud gaming so that means i can still play them when i'm not at those devices great so yeah yeah smoke and mirrors for me that's what it is uh and it's absolutely no coincidence that it was announced as a 10-year partnership on the same day that they announced a 10-year partnership with nintendo yeah at the same day that they were discussing a deal that they've already offered a 10-year partnership to PlayStation from. I mean, it's just... it's just, Imagine the coincidences. Oh, my God. Look, look, we want to give everyone... You get a 10-year partnership and you get a 10-year <laughs> partnership. So, it, yeah. I mean, fair play, but it's... It, meh. It, meh. Meh. Meh, exactly. Yeah. That's the summary. Meh. Um, let's give you a summary of the entire show, though. We are going to wrap things up now. We appreciate you sticking around. But this, we started things off talking about PlayStation having a state of play tomorrow night, 9 p.m. in the UK. 
none of the 11 p.m stuff so uh, we will bring you the updates from that on friday's show do feel free to join us back here 10 a.m tomorrow for the next scoop obviously that will still be state of play and then 10 a.m the day after as we'll give you all of the updates and stuff from that we then spoke about playstation having a 70 percent market share which is according to xbox who only spoke about specific markets where they may have had a 70 percent market share but not the markets where they don't have mm-hmm. a market share of 70 percent or more nice that's definitely stats that's factual love to see it uh, grand Turismo seven players have been spooked by the aggressive ai within the game which could be cool and xbox pc games are coming to video geforce now which is a thing so there we go. Nice. Um, that wraps things up for us. We appreciate you all for sticking in. Enzo for hanging around, uh, around, around for a while. Gagad for throwing down that 29-month prime. No, that was yesterday. Well, we'll still, we'll still thank you for it anyway. Appreciate that, dude. Uh, everyone else that has been in the stream, we appreciate you very much. And the Q Gamer, thank you very much once again for dropping in a raid. We appreciate you. But now we are going to disappear. A couple of reminders. I will be back tonight from about 6.30, chasing some crates with some mates. Having yeah. some fun times. Uh, will Lotus be there? You're fucking goddamn right. Will Beans be there? I mean, maybe after Lotus has left, because you know what he's like. <laughs> uh, will Nietzsche be there? Ah, no. Do you know what? The best way to find out is to drop in about half past six this evening uh, to get notified for all of that. But before that happens, Mr. Bib, yes. is there all you'd like to add? Yes, there is, Graham. Thank you very much to each and every one of you that have joined us for today's episode of The Scoop. Thank you very much to you guys. But if you want to help shape the two remaining shows this week, there is two ways you can do so. First of all, find us on social media. It is at Ice Cream Uploads across all major social media platforms or alternatively, get Fucking hell, size of this moth. Our Discord. Only from you as a URL plus your thoughts and impressions. We will then give you our thoughts and impressions from this very studio tomorrow. At what time, Mr... At what time Fucking hell, size of this moth. At a.m. of the 10. Sorry, Danny Yoda came in, so I said it like, you know, you know, <laughs> there we go. 10 a.m. Ish. Ish. Poor baby being interrupted by a baby. Yeah, you mothed yourself twice through that. I bit. did. I God. did. I did. I did. I did. There's people walking past over there because obviously it's lunchtime in the office. So I keep on seeing people walking past and it's incredibly distracting. <laughs> it's, in, it's distracting when you're, when you're shouting about moths when you're talking as well. God damn. Um, Yoda, welcome in. Good to see you. We are going to disappear. We're going to drop a raid on someone. Do we go and say hi to West? Because he's not streamed for a while, or do we drop in and say hi to Nacho? Because we've not dropped on him for a while. Which which way do we do we feel? You see, I was going to add the third option. That Shogun Ass is currently live. <gasps> oh, is he doing his Pokemon thing? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, no, there we go. Go west. Sorry, screw you, Tito, and your no one mod sort of stuff. We're actually going to go to someone that feel free to not stick around if you don't want to, but long time friend of the channel, someone that we've done lots of things in real life with, and I don't mean like that. I know what you're thinking. You're dirty soft. But I think this may be a charity stream. I'm pretty sure that he's doing something charitable. Yeah, oh, no, he's practicing. Just vibing yeah. and practicing for the charity stream. So do feel free to drop in. Show is a long-time friend. He's done tons. He's he's given up his Christmas periods, his entire Christmas periods, to raise money for, for homeless people, then buy lots of food, lots of... Um, clothing and baskets and bags and things to create packs to then make food cook it all himself package it up and then deliver it with gloves and socks and jackets and blankets to homeless people he has spent not only his time streaming but his 
literal blood, sweat, and tears, not in the food, if anyone is wondering for disclaimer purposes, uh, for homeless people. So he is an exceptional person. And and I'm pretty sure this one, is it for young homelessness? I'm pretty sure it was like youth yeah, homelessness. Yeah, for youth homeless. Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, he didn't put any of that on social media, which is no. usually what people end up doing nowadays, don't they? I'm going to feed the homeless in front of TikTok. Yeah, here uh, I am staring, staring the coffees that I'm making. Yeah, look how charitable I am. Look at this. There's a very charitable stir going here. Mm, nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Nah, he did the stream, made the money, kept it quiet, and did all the good stuff, which is probably why a lot of you may not have heard of him because he, he, I mean, it's, there is benefits to selling yourself when you're doing your charity stuff, but he just puts his energy into into more charitable people, Making which change. Yeah, exactly. So if you can stick around for the raid, we would very much appreciate that. He is literal good people. Uh, but from us, I mean, is is a bit weird. Uh, you know, we do know him personally. So that side, <laughs> bit of a weird bloke. You know, you know whatever. feel free to take the mick out of him and so on. We will do the same, even though he's good people. But that's it from us. Have yourselves a beautiful day. And until next time, stay, stay frosty. frosty.